Hey gang, grateful that you guys are here. We are in the fourth of five installments, this little mini series that we're doing on the Lead Volunteers podcast about how to multiply yourself in ministry. So far, we've talked about Moses. We've talked about Elijah and Elisha. We've talked about the life and ministry of Jesus and how he multiplied. And now we're going to talk about the early church. You know, the early church had plenty of opportunities to duplicate and multiply itself. Through, of course, the power of the Holy Spirit, lots of great things happened, but it did come through the ministry of multiplication. Now, as we do on every one of these episodes, I want to share an important quote. Ministry success is not measured by what you do. Ministry success is measured by what would happen if you never came back. Well, I got to say, I'm glad that you're back for this fourth installment. If you haven't listened to the others, please tune in. But let's jump in now to episode four of this little mini-series, Ministry Multiplication. Hey, Jeff, we're back at it, buddy. Mm -hmm. Episode four. Episode four of this five-part series. Grateful that, uh, that we're able to talk about these things. This is probably my favorite concept. This whole idea of ministry multiplication. Mm. Why? Because I truly see the power of it. I've lived the power of yeah. its fruits in my life. And, you know, I'm, I have to be honest with you. Um, I, I forgot to mention this on our last episode, but I still live out these principles. Mm-hmm. I take on between 12 and 15 people a year through ministry coaching. Mm-hmm. So leadvolunteers.com forward slash coaching. I take on... Notice I didn't. I don't take on fifty. Yeah, it's intentional. I, it's intentional, and I take on about twelve to fifteen people, and I pour a year of my life into them, and they are my insider crew, and I'm giving them more of myself, and so that's what we're talking. We're talking about ministry multiplication. Um, now, on the last episode, we were talking about like where would we start? Well, you start with faithful people, but maybe in a sense you're like. Where do I start? Well, let me tell you, often where you should start multiplying yourself is where problems have cropped up. Mm -hmm. So Jeff, in ministry, there have been times where all of a sudden a lot of things are going really well, but then you find one simple thing where you're like, oh, that one just continues to bounce off the bottom of the swimming pool. It's tearing up turf on the ground. It's mm-hmm. taking a nosedive. We've had those, right? Yeah. You feel the tension. It's a little strain that comes along with it. Yeah, like There's some area that's just not as, like all of a sudden, let's say that you have seven things that you're in charge of in a ministry context. Mm-hmm. I had seven, right? Maybe you have six. Maybe you have eight. I had seven things, but there was always one who was kind of like the runt of the family. Mm-hmm. It was lingering behind and it was yeah. always had problems. There were more complaints. There were more people who were frustrated about this area of ministry or it just wasn't running as smoothly. Mm-hmm. Fair? Yeah. And you've probably experienced that as well. Mm-hmm. And so a great place to multiply yourself in ministry is where problems arise. Mm-hmm. Whenever you see a problem, that is a red flashing beacon that says begin to multiply right here well we're talking about how ministry multiplication has happened and found in the law in the prophets in jesus the early church and in paul so today we're focusing episode four of this little mini series on the early church now explosive growth happened and jeff you mentioned this 
um, on our last episode that Peter, the apostle Peter, after Jesus had died, rose again, appeared to the disciples. He was getting ready to transition to heaven and and transcend. He told the disciples, when I'm gone, the spirit's going to come. Well, lo and behold, the spirit did descend on the disciples and the apostles in the upper room, tongues of fire, amazing empowerment by the spirit as they had never experienced before. Peter goes out, preaches an impassioned sermon that was heard by every language through the Mm -hmm. power of the spirit and people's hearts were cut to the quick. And they repented and they became followers of Christ. There was this amazing and insane explosive growth that took place. Well, guess what? With growth comes growing pains. Hmm. And lo and behold, we pick up the scenario, we pick up the story or the narrative as we've been doing through this whole series, kind of telling the backstory that led to ministry multiplication. And so in this particular episode, we're looking at Acts chapter 6. I'm going to read... Uh, Verses 1 to 4, Acts chapter 6. Now, at this time, while the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint arose on the part of the Hellenistic Jews against the native Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily serving of food. So the twelve summoned the congregation, the congregation of the disciples, and said, It is not desirable for us to neglect the word of God in order to serve tables. Therefore, select from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the spirit and of wisdom, who we we may put in charge of this task. But we, the twelve, will devote ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. So Jeff, as you see this unfolding, what are the highlights initially that you see? I mean, obviously something came up and like you like you mentioned with growth comes growing pains and yes. so uh, an issue came forth and then the disciples kind of if you're yeah all the way back to um, Moses yes and Jethro coming up to him with wisdom and saying like laying it out kind of here's what you should do you find people with good yeah. repu- reputation full of spirit and wisdom and put them in charge of these specific specific tasks tasks that are coming up yes. so that I can continue to do the work of the ministry that I've been called to. That's right. And, you know, you make a good correlation, kind of this like parallel between Moses and the early church. And there was this explosive, you know, uh, need mm-hmm. with Moses and the man of wisdom comes along. Well, interestingly enough, through the spirit of God, the 12 have their own moment of wisdom. But I think it's important it says this now at the at this time while the disciples or the followers were increasing in number in other words the church was massively growing mm-hmm. they didn't have the infrastructure to manage that kind of growth yeah and so guess what church leader if all of a sudden you're realizing that you're having a problem every single week in the check-in line for high school or or, or kids ministry that's a that's a systems problem the early church was having a systems problem. How about this? I'll never forget. There was a, a couple of families that got really bent out of shape. They'd gone to the church for years and they had a family member go to the hospital and nobody at church had boo to say about it. They didn't even know. And that was a, that was a systems problem. Mm-hmm. We didn't have the structure or the means by which to 
know that information and take care of it in an expedited way. So when a complaint arises, don't be ticked at people. Ask yourself, what is this telling us about the holes in our system? Mm-hmm. So a problem is actually a, 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 an opportunity for future provision. Yeah. So right here, a complaint arose. Now here's the deal. If you look at the book well, all the way through scripture, but also specifically in the book of James chapter one, God's heart for the widow is huge. God has a special heart for the widow and the orphan, those who are outcast, those who are downtrodden and can't take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. And so this idea that there were some Jews who were widows who were being overlooked, that touches the heart of God. He wants to take care of those widows. Great. So the 12 summoned everybody together and they said, we, now watch this. Here's what they didn't say. And by the way, a listener out there, how many of us have sent, have, have sensed a problem and we're like, okay, uh, I guess I need to double down and work harder, work more hours, stay up later. Mm-hmm. And that's the opposite of what the apostles did. They gathered the people and they said, it's not, we're not going to work double time. We're, it's not going to be wise for us to neglect the preaching of the word and the preaching of or in the in the the, the ministry of prayer, mm-hmm. in order to make sure that this system works. Mm-hmm. So what did they do? They found they found the means within themselves to give away ministry. Now, Jeff, do you find that to be hard sometimes? Oh, absolutely. Um, just thinking about ease or. Yeah, the time it takes to train people or get people involved. Yeah, yes, it's the short of it. It's it's really easy to let that kind of... What well, can I tell you? you? A little personal story. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm experiencing this in my own life right now. Hmm. I have this like explosive growth with the Amazing Chemistry Show. Hmm. I literally cannot... There's no possible way that I can keep up with it. Mm-hmm. So The Amazing Chemistry Show, for those who don't know, it's a 32-foot stage production that shares the gospel through science, fire, explosions, foam, liquid nitrogen, all set to music, super clear presentation of the good news, audience involvement. It's a stage show that shares the gospel. Well, God has been very faithful, and it has become very, very, very popular. And so what I'm doing, Jeff, is I'm training now two dudes Hmm. to begin to do The Amazing Chemistry Show for me. That's awesome. I knew you had one. I didn't realize you... I had another person doing do. it too. That's awesome. I do. And I have one on the East Coast. I have one on the West Coast. Hmm. And they are good men, mm-hmm. full of the spirit. They're super godly. And they both have the capacity and history at speaking. Now, here's the hard part. It is way easier for me to just go, oh, my word, I'll just do it. Mm-hmm. Well, by me doing it, I'm out on the road again. Yeah. Gone for long periods of time. It's hard on my body. It's hard on my family. Mm-hmm. And so the wisest move is to work harder for a short period of time to set this up right. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a here's a testimony. Uh, just the other day, my guy Jared Lilly did an event. And right as soon as that happened, I had a little flurry of people who wanted me to do chemistry shows. And they called. Mm-hmm. And I ended up finding out that they had been to one of his events. Mm-hmm. And they loved it. And they wanted this at their church. They didn't want me. They wanted him beautiful yeah that's awesome but don't think for a moment that it is an extra work on my part Mm -hmm. and so when a problem arose as in me being completely used and abused driving 12 hours (laughs) home and i'm trashed Mm -hmm. 
that problem now created an opportunity, right? And so in the same way, a complaint arose among the Jews. They didn't double down and just work harder. My answer to the chemistry show problem, Jeff, isn't to like be gone more. Mm-hmm. There's a limit to that. Yeah. There's a limit to every one of us. And so the, the, the apostles didn't just up and say, oh, drama, we got to work harder and, and work double time. That's not, that's not reasonable. So what they did is they selected seven people of good reputation. That's an important piece. By the way, how, how does somebody make a reputation? How does a reputation get generated, Jeff? Consistency over time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Time plus consistency of behavior is going to result in a reputation. Guess mm-hmm. what? There's people in your ministry, they have a reputation. Yeah. You're like, oh, when I think of them, I think of... Okay, that's because you've observed them over time. So there are people within your ministry who have a good reputation of showing up early. They have a good reputation of being able to handle the word of God. Mm -hmm. They have a good reputation of being able to manage parents and manage little small problems that take place. They can manage that. Mm -hmm. Well, they're full of the spirit and wisdom and who we may put in charge of this task. This is the part that's going to cause people to have a hiccup. They're like, ho, 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 ho. We're putting put in charge? What does that mean? Well, that means you're giving away ministry. Here's the thing. What are the things that only you can do? And what are the things that somebody else can do? So this task of devoting ourselves to the to, to the to the prayer, to the ministry of the word, that was something that the apostles, that was that was the the highest and best use of them. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden we need to say, well, what ought I? I only do. And then from there, we begin to find other areas that have problems. That's the big piece. This is the problem episode, Jeff. (laughs) If you have problems, that's a place and a space where you can duplicate yourself. Yeah. And where, where, where have you found problems that you ended up having a means by which you're like, okay, I guess I need to create a leader here. I mean, thankfully, I haven't had any problems, so I'm just <laughs> Great job, Jeff. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been thinking throughout really this whole series, but just, yeah, it, it takes work. I'm thinking about a few years ago, we started a, an internship program for mm-hmm. the youth ministry I oversee, and we have two awesome kids who are excited to serve, and just takes so much you have high hopes of oh we got a couple interns this summer is going to be easy i can kind of throw some stuff their way and it's going to make my life a lot easier and then yeah that's what we think right all of a sudden it's twice as hard and you have all these questions about how well how do i get snacks like i don't go to walmart or costco and get snack like this the stuff that's just so second nature to you because you've been doing it for years yes and that's the key yeah, Excuse me, that's the key. Exactly. And so I think for me, throughout my years of ministry, some of the, the systems processes that I found myself doing from start to finish. And so we're a mobile site church, so it's mm-hmm. set up and tear down and finally realizing, oh, why? Like we have planning centers set up tear down teams for um, our Sunday morning church yes. services. Why don't I get some help unloading the trailer with youth and have some of our students get involved in that way? Or, like I mentioned, getting the snacks, like finding a, a volunteer who'd be willing to pick that up so I'm not at 
5.30 right before youth yeah. group starts, picking that up and, and racing around to five or six different places. And so maybe not like you're mentioning problem, the problem episode. These aren't giant, huge hills or things we have to conquer necessarily. And they're small enough where maybe we even feel like, ah, it's just a small thing. I'll go get that. But it, letting someone champion or captain or take something, giving them that ownership and responsibility as small as you might yeah. think it is, is meaningful and is a potential starting point for, for things great to build. growth. And so like those two interns that started three years ago, they've been doing the last three summers. Can you believe that? And they, high they, school they, interns, mind you. So they started their yeah. sophomore year of high school. So it's a little different form of an internship program, but they're getting paid and they're putting in some hours every week. And they're, they ran a lot of things this summer. Mm-hmm. And so they have grown year one. We started with, yeah, I'm sure year one was pretty slow. Like, why don't you, we've got our summer retreat. What do you think would make it awesome? Why don't you pick one afternoon of the games and I'm mm-hmm. going to let you guys mm-hmm. kind of, and they honestly kind of spent their whole summer doing that. And that was like, Whoa, this is so much work. I'm going to take half a day from our summer trip. And then the next year, but also I had them each give a little devotion. That was one of their tasks that they had to do. And the and how, next, by the way, how did they do? Um, fine. The first time, like, yeah. I want to put a letter grade to it, like C. Yeah, like kind of right in C the middle. Plus. We'll give they C did plus. fine. Yeah. And I mean, they're fifteen-year-old kids, right? And then the next year, they come back and they get some more responsibility, and they're teaching. And all of a sudden, you're like, "Whoa!" I'm watching. Every single kid is eyes locked in on them. Yeah. Are they the most captivating? Sp- Andy Stanley, Craig Rochelle speakers in the world? No. Not yet. Are they speaking into the lives of these students? Heck yes. And they're and, and taking guess, on the responsibility yeah. of entire nights. And then this year, again, helping us plan our brand new retreat that we invented. And like to see consistent growth over time <sighs> over the last three years, they're like once one of them, Jordan, he could barely play the guitar year one, but wanted to play. I'm like, okay, you can play alongside me. And to be honest, it's a little distracting. Year uh, year yes. one. Like I'm, it was I'm a guitar player. It was not great and it was it, a little it wasn't actually helping. No. <laughs> year three, this last summer, he's leading worship for us. Okay. And so Bro, this is the win. Exactly. Three summers worth of investment. And by the way, that was extra work for you. Mm-hmm. And so it's not so much maybe like the worship example, big problem. But I recognized, hey, I don't need to be doing everything. I don't need to be getting right. the snacks and leading worship and giving the talk well, and picking the game for the week and for the youth group example. Well, here's the thing. Not that it's a problem, but Jeff, like, it's taxing. If I asked myself the question, what happens if I'm no longer here? All of a sudden, there's a lot of big holes to fill. Right. Or one big hole to fill, whatever. Now, those guys are going to be seniors this year, am I right? Mm-hmm. And so now, if I'm to ask myself that same question, what ministry is going to be happening if I'm no longer there, we're feeling a lot better about so the state of the ministry because there's so many people who can uh, who could potentially yeah step in and run the whole thing. Exactly. Such a brilliant thing. Mm-hmm. It's and, cool to see, yeah, how it develops over time. And and I really appreciate that. And it's fun that they're 15 at the early start, right? Mm-hmm. When they first started. Yeah. And they're like, whoa, what do we do about... I mean, they don't have any life experience to know even like, yeah, just go to Costco. They're like, 
Whoa, that's big. You're giving me the Costco card. Debit, debit card. And that was a big moment for mm-hmm. them. And to you, you were like, bro, just go get a bunch of stuff that you like to eat. Yeah, what, well, like, but like what, what though? What do I get? I, does it look good? Here's $40 to spend. Figure it out. Go make sure everyone has something. Okay, so that first experience for them was probably a little bit overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But then... A little bit. By the way, I remember years ago you said that when Mike, our senior pastor, gave you as a high school youth an opportunity to speak, and I remember mm-hmm. you said one time it didn't really go very well. Uh, no, I don't remember what I said, but I know it was not very coherent. Well, here's the funny thing: um, that's time plus investment. It ends up yielding results. Mm-hmm. And so those high school kids, Jeff, you did a great work of hanging with them and pouring into them and giving them just a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. And by the way, uh, they had good reputation. They had good families. Yeah. They were Christians full of the spirit. Um, and you put are, them in, not were, but yeah, yeah are. are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then you put them in charge of a thing. Mm-hmm. You put them in charge of a task. This is Acts 6 all over the place. So... Now, I have to conclude, uh, or at least make sure that I share this. Again, this is a special passage. A lot of people don't know about this part. So this is Acts 6. Um, We've read verses 1 through 4. I'm going to jump down to 7. This is in the same context. Mm -hmm. And it says this, And the word of God kept on spreading, and the number of the disciples continued to increase greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were becoming obedient to the faith. Now listen carefully. In the previous superstructure or infrastructure of God's plan, this was being done through the Jewish priests mm-hmm. at the temple. So where was care to be given from the from the temple? Where was um, somebody who had leprosy to see if they could if they've been healed to see if they could get checked back into the life of the community? Mm-hmm. They went to the temple. Make sense? Yeah. And so these priests who had formerly been tasked with the administration of people's needs, when all of a sudden they saw that the early church was dominating at the administration of people's needs, the priests themselves stood up and and took notice. And that was a means by which their heart was pricked, by which the Holy Spirit moved in, and they became followers as well. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. So... It would be almost like if, if, if a a a a worker in a in a in a in another religion, they know the insides of religious type work, mm-hmm. and then they see the beauty of the church, healthily in its finest, and that 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 in and of itself was a draw to them. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. Yeah. And so, I think an important thing is you gave away ministry to these kids when they were incapable. Guess what? Ministry was given to you when you were incapable. Mm-hmm. Ministry was given to me when I was incapable. And now, time plus opportunity plus investment, they've actually grown to be quite successful and yeah. quite almost like an, an, an imperative part of the ministry. I sit on the elder board, and uh, our senior pastor, Mike, came to tears about their growth and he came to tears that they only have one year left. Mm-hmm. And he was, he's not a guy given to high emotion, would you say? 
No, not unless it means a lot to them. And so this idea that they only have one year left, it, 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 it struck a chord. Mm-hmm. And he felt very, very, very proud of the work that you did in the work and the growth that he's seen in them. Mm, that's so, cool. And I think that he has the context, too, of... Uh, you? Well, th- that, but I mean, uh, when Revision started, when uh-huh. we planted eight years ago, that would have put them at, what, six, seven years old? Yes. So to see them even just come through children's ministry and then oh, they're grow kids, they're up children. into, uh, it's it's cool to see that lifelong transformation. And it is. The impact that um, different leaders and just the spirit of God moving through them. It's pretty cool. It is very cool. And so gang, that's an opportunity we have as ministry leaders. That's right. If we're hoarding it, hoarding it all ourselves, we might be hoarding opportunity as well. That's right. We never want to let. We never want to rob somebody of an opportunity to lay up treasure in heaven. Mm-hmm. Think about that. I don't want to rob anybody of laying up treasure in heaven. So, if you got a problem someplace in your church, find a place, find a space, and mm-hmm. find somebody who would be willing and gifted to be able to pull that off. Yeah. And just one little quick last night, Please. if you're coming out of that problem mindset to try to solve the problem, remember when you're having those conversations with people, not to sell it or beg as a problem that's right oh boy we're having a huge problem (laughs) yeah would you would you bail us out it's like yeah here's a space that we need help i think you'd be good at that that's right big difference great word different conversations yeah yes but i would say everything that you said 100 percent. the things that come to our minds as leaders as to where we should multiply the things that come to our minds often could be the things that have an issue Mm-hmm. I don't want to duplicate. No, I can. I can duplicate myself in an area that's totally thriving. And I'd done that before mm-hmm. where I've been like, this is killing it. It's easy to slip somebody in and then I myself will go fix the problem. Mm-hmm. And then I'll repair that and then I'll find somebody to carry that on when it's healthy. Well, gang, this has been yes, just yet another episode of the Lead Volunteers podcast. We're closing up now our fourth episode in a series of five about ministry multiplication talking today of course about the early church and how the disciples the apostles themselves the 12 original they didn't just work harder they worked smarter so gang we are excited that you're a part of the ride with us here and we will catch you on the next one well that wraps up today's podcast before we close would you do us a favor we need your help to get the word out about the Lead Volunteers Podcast. Three simple steps. First, subscribe. Second, leave a comment. And third, share the link to this episode on social media. Thanks again, and keep leading your volunteers.